Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back again to Foodie and the Vegan, the podcast about a husband and wife who are married to each other. One's a vegan, the other one isn't. One is a foodie. Damn right. So, Christy, how are you today? Doing pretty good. Cool. Feeling good after a few tequila shots. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, I don't do shots, guys. I definitely do not do shots. So, guys, on today's episode of Foodie and the Vegan, we decided to do something since it is Cinco de mayo we're gonna do it so white listen i'm trying (laughs) to listen i'm trying to get that white privilege in me all right i don't want to hear it so yeah we're talking about cinco de mayo so christy start us off with a little bit of history about cinco de mayo because there's a lot of confusion about cinco de mayo yeah i'm actually really like curious about why it's celebrated and what it means and i found out that it was in a battle of the puebla in mexico against the french revolution and they won it in 1862, and they won victory from the French, which was pretty awesome. And now in California, it was celebrated in 1863 for the first time on May 5th. And they're the ones who I feel like kind of got it really pushed out there, even though they won their battle against the French. This is where California really started to celebrate it, which when you think about it, California does have a lot of like Mexican culture. And that's what they were trying to do. That's the reason why California wanted to celebrate it. They wanted to immersify more Mexican culture in the States. So that's where it kind of started. Okay. Okay. So it was a deep dive into the history of Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) Because here's the thing, guys. Look, I'm I'm just going to come out there bluntly. If you guys don't realize how I am, very direct to the point, especially on my other podcast. But Cinco de Mayo has become the most, one of the most culturally appropriated. Realistically, I don't consider Cinco de Mayo a Spanish holiday. I really don't. It's It's an American-Mexican holiday. Let's be real, guys. Cinco de Mayo is an excuse for everyone to go out in America and get drunk and hammered and eat tacos that they think are Mexican and realistically are not. And I'm sorry, I'm going into a bit of a tirade, but it's just, there's a lot of misinformation on Cinco de Mayo. And there's a lot of that, you know, taking something that's not really theirs and turning it. So I don't want to get political or too cultural with this whole thing, but I just got to put that out there. I don't and know how you the, feel about that. The pessimistic point of view, because what I just described in the history lesson that I got today was that the United States was trying to just immersify more Mexican culture. Because as an immigrant, people who come to the United States have a hard time either starting their business or making their food feel comfortable around other people who don't understand that culture. So that's one way. Food is that one thing that always unifies people. So that's yeah. the optimistic point of view. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like, you know, it's funny. You hear different cultures make fun of each other's food or, you know, talk crap or, you know, be really rude about it. But then when it comes down to it, almost basically 100% of the time, other cultures try other cultures' foods after talking so much crap and being disrespectful to those cultures, they end up loving their food and they always do end up uniting over a meal, you know? And Mexican food is full of so much flavor, you know, and that kind of feel like fits into a lot of Latin cuisine. I can't speak too much for European because I haven't had too, too much of it, but a lot of Latin cuisine is always like very bold and full of flavor in different unique ways. So my favorite thing about Mexican food is that it is so 
spicy or it can be spicy. Right. So so let's clarify that because here's the thing. A lot <laughs> of people, when you tell them, oh, I got Latin, there's Latin food, or Spanish food. They're like, oh, it must be Mexican food. It's going to be spicy. It's going to be spicy. No, just because a dish is heavily spiced or it's from another culture, Hispanic culture, doesn't mean that dish is meant to be spicy. It's just Mexican culture loves to use their spices. They, they grow love their up, chilies. And they that's have, where we get them. They have amazing soil and their soil is very fertile and very prone to, you know, perfect for growing peppers. So that's just part of their culture. It's what it is. But that doesn't mean, guys, when you when you hear someone say, oh, I've got some Spanish food, it doesn't mean that it's spiced spicy. It's just spices, garlic, paprika, salt, pepper, which apparently a lot of cultures don't know what salt is. Or heavy on the garlic, I feel like, for Spanish culture. Yeah. I feel like when you eat Spanish food, whether it's Mexican, Puerto Rican, or Colombian, um, when you go home tomorrow, you will still sweat garlic. <laughs> yeah. We put a lot of garlic in sweat our food. Sweat garlic and adobo. <laughs> you're, you're sweating the next day. You wake up, you're sweating. You're like, man, why is my pillow so orange? Oh, my God. <laughs> the sazon is leaking out of my system. <laughs> Guys, for those of you who don't know what sazon, it's this little cheat packet, powder packet, that is like what would i say it's equivalent to well, for american what's culture that, the stuff in like um gourmet food that they use for that color because indian is a saffron saffron yeah they saffron is very expensive yeah so that's it, like the spanish version of yeah, it because it colors our rice right and it, it adds color but it also adds a lot of flavor and complexity to the dish it's a quick cheap way to you know add flavor to your dishes so if you're ever wanting to do a spanish dish a little sazon in your dishes will definitely help there's nothing wrong with that um yeah, I mean, what else What else do you want to talk about here, Christy? Well, like I was saying, I love the spice. Like, right. Brian and I have different versions of what we like our spicy food to be. I'm definitely the type of person that while I'm eating at the table, if my nose isn't running, it's not spicy enough. Like, yeah. if you don't hear me, like, oh, So basically, so it doesn't sound like a Coke head while she's eating, you've got problems. It's not spicy enough. Okay. I love, and because they have, like, even the smallest pepper is the spiciest pepper, that I love that. I love that in my food. Like today, I made my own hot sauce. I got a recipe from a friend who's Mexican, and I forgot to take out the peppers or the the seeds inside my jalapenos. Fuck that! And um, nope. I learned the hard way that that was a mistake. It was so spicy, but like I th I like spicy, but I like it to be flavorful. And I think that this was so spicy that it lost the flavor. Look, guys, I just like it to not burn my booty hole, okay? It's that simple. <laughs> Look, if we're being real, we're going to be intimate. This is a podcast. You chose to listen to it. I just like spice. I like spicy. People think, like, my wife swears, I think she thinks that I don't like spicy. No, I like spicy, but I like it to be flavorful, but I don't like it to burn my butthole. But or, you like just a hint, like a, like a little kick of spicy. Yeah, I, I like my spicy to kick me in the teeth. I know. I don't like that. That's aggressive <laughs> and, and dangerous. Like it's 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 scary. Like I want to call the cops when 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 you put that spice in your in your mouth. <laughs> I like the spice that comes up to you and just grabs you by the hand and goes, "Hey, girl, your hands <laughs> nice and soft." Let me tickle it a little bit. You're so dumb. It's what it is, though. That's what I want. I want a little tickle. I want it to be a little accent on my food. I don't want it to be like. The, I, want a little I don't. Bottle. I don't want to. I don't want to hear a death metal band in the background going "kill, kill, 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 kill." That's what I hear. Kill the taste buds. That's what I feel like. Yeah, like I'm good. I I don't need to be terrified of eating my food. I want to enjoy my meal and not worry that I where's the closest bathroom. I don't want to worry. Let's be real. Spicy food is dangerous. But you have like family members. Um, even though you're Colombian, that you have, I think, it's an aunt on your side of the family who's Mexican. 
and she yeah. makes actual Mexican she, food. The yeah, food she's that married I eat, to a Mexican, yeah. The food I eat is more Tex-Mex, and that's what I grew up eating. And that's what this, that's the and that's what the Americanized yeah. version of, and that's what Cinco de Mayo is. Look, hard tacos, they don't eat hard tacos in Mexico. That's not a thing, guys. No one eats uh, taco bowls or whatever. What is, what is it? What is it? The rice bowls. Rice bowls. None of that stuff. They don't eat that. They eat tacos. And the tacos that they eat are not flour-based tacos. They're all corn. Right. Corn is the Your king cla- in Mexican culture. Look, when, when, if you tell me, even when I wasn't a vegan, what kind of tacos do you want? I would always go because I was, I grew up around an aunt who was married to Mexican and they, they all literally lived in Mexico pretty much their whole lives. Who would make the most fucking amazing food? I had never tasted that before. So when she moved over here and she started making dishes, and we that was the spot to go. It was simple. It was the same. I will say it was very repetitive because it was the same thing. It was tacos and sopes, two of my favorite things from my childhood because I loved that food. And what's a sope? Like okay. Explain to people what. So a sope guys, is. a sope is it's a corn. It's it's a corn meal. It's a corn base. Like it's a corn cake that you deep fry. And it's so, and then you take that, and then in the center, you put your meat, your toppings. It's basically an open faced taco, essentially. Right. It's not a taco that folds over, it's just a so round this, disc. That kind of reminds me of like an arepa a little bit, but this is Mexico's version. A little version bit, of yeah, it. it's Mexico's version of an arepa, exactly. And I just love it. And so when I, when I see people going, oh, you know, eating Mexican food, I look at the food and I'm like, that's not Mexican food. That's not Mexican food. Well, there's food. no re- reason to get snotty about it. No, that. I'm not if being snobby. Were- I'm just saying, like, hey, people. <laughs> People's view of what they think Mexican food in American culture is, and here's the thing, guys. I'm not knocking. I'm trying not trying to be an asshole. I'm just giving my points of view. Is a very misinformed point of view of what real Mexican food is, understandably, because it's not. We don't live in Mexico. But if people would actually try the real Mexican dishes, they'd be surprised at how fucking amazing they are. But that's what I mean. Amazing. So like, you grew up eating like actual Mexican oh, food, and so I good. grew up eating. Tex-Mex, but I did have Mexican friends that, like, when I went to dinner at their house, I'm like, this is different. Like, this isn't what I'm used to. But like you said, it's funny. Like, we both come from different Spanish cultures that both have heavy flavoring, whether the Colombian or the Puerto Rican side. But when you ate Mexican food, you were like, what is this? Even though you're used to those similar flavors, it was just produced differently. Yeah. Look, you tell me a taco, and here's what I'm going to think. Corn tortilla with a little bit of homemade refried beans, shredded beef or pork, uh, a little bit of jalapenos diced up, pique, Mexican style hot sauce, Valentina, which is my favorite one, and then lots of cilantro. Lots and lots of motherfucking cilantro, guys. I love cilantro. I've said it before. I can just eat cilantro by itself. It's so good. So Cinco de Mayo, you get to a restaurant. Let me ask you a question here, Christy. You get to the restaurant. What is your go-to Mexican Cinco de Mayo dish? Not Mexican, just your favorite Cinco de Mayo dish. Well, right off the bat, I am going to be that person that orders a margarita at the restaurant. So I start off there and I definitely will judge the restaurant just on their chips and salsa from like the second I sit mm-hmm. down. Like no, if your chips and salsa are good, I'm like that's understandable. skeptical about you. No, it's understandable. But, man, that's hard. I almost always like to order like, it's a plate and it's got different names, but most of the time I it's like a chicken or steak dish that is smothered in like peppers and onions. And then it comes with like the tortillas on the side and I love the Mexican rice which is just, you know, yellow rice with sometimes some veggies 
and I like the refried meat on the side. Because then I have the option if I want to make a taco, if you will. Mm. But I want, I just want like the meat, the rice and the beans. Like there's a local restaurant here that I love to go to and you're not a big fan of. But I love going to Rancho Chico. And I love their chips and salsa from the second I sit down. I love their margaritas. Well, one is good. You're one and done type of thing. These guys, these margaritas. I've been one time. I've been one time because I'm just not a big fan of the place personally. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, look, I... I don't like to go out to eat Mexican food because I know how to make those the dishes that I like. I just make them at home because they taste better because I can make them taste the way my aunt made them because right. I know the recipes. So, guys, this fucking thing, I go out with them. It's a, I forget, someone's birthday, whatever it was. We go out, we're eating. They order margaritas. I'm thinking you're going to get your little stem with like, you know, somewhat large uh, bowl, like cup. No, this thing was like a fishbowl. You could fit an entire aquarium inside this fucking thing. So like one, one margarita, and they're strong as fuck, guys. This one like margarita. Them down. No, and one margarita is enough for the night. For most people, I think. I would hope. And I think also like tacos at pastor. That's like a, I feel like a traditional thing that you can get in a Mexican restaurant that is simple and delicious because it's just a tortilla, mm. meat, queso fresco, and... I take off the cilantro, but cilantro. And then mm. you have all the fixings on the side for me that I really enjoy, like the Mexican fixings. So what exactly, let the listeners out there know, Tacos al Pastor, what exactly is Tacos al Pastor? What's in that, do you know? So like I said, it's got tortillas, just the regular corn tortilla. And then I like steak. I like to go for steak in a restaurant because it's usually skirt steak. So I definitely love me some good skirt steak with um i like the raw onion on top too or maybe just like a little bit charred with the steak you know somebody who loves raw onions very much <laughs> and then i like to so the queso fresco so it's not like shredded cheese that you would it's like get. a powdery cheese it's like a cross it's like a between block and you can crumble it almost kind of like blue cheese but definitely more like on the mozzarella taste very salty but it's not salty to me it's not salty because i don't put any other salt on my food so maybe like the cheese is my salt right right yeah, and, and one thing I like about I don't very I, I should get tacos al pastor more often if they have the vegan option. Um, but when I used to eat meat, I wouldn't order it, and I should because it's delicious. It's marinated meat, whatever chicken, beef, steak, whatever the hell you want, marinated in citrus, heavy citruses, and it's so good and spicy and the cumin, everything. So, anyways, tacos al pastor is what you would go for. That's my favorite. I okay. Mean, and- so the reason I want to talk about Cinco de Mayo, just because it also is. Cinco yeah, de Mayo. my favorite dish is that too. Thank you for asking, Christine. <laughs> Thank you. What do you like to eat? I mean, do you go, like, are there vegan options oh, for you now? Oh, don't worry about it. You don't have to ask. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Folks, this is what I have to deal with all the time. <laughs> my, all the time. Thank you for asking, Christine. I appreciate it. It's so nice of you. My favorite vegan dish, now that, you know, I don't eat meat, obviously, is, I would have to say I still can throw down a really good, with garden crumbles, throw down a really nice, simple fried, uh, refried bean recipe, which is really simple. It's refried beans, and then I do the garden crumbles with some spices, and that's pretty much it on some corn tacos and uh, corn tortillas, and then I add the refried beans, the meat, and then box of cilantro, raw Did you onion, like and the, we had got once that um, it was from Morningstar. Yeah, the lime. The I did, I did, but it was just too heavy on the lime. 
so very uh, heavy on Lyme. So Morningstar, if you ever, if anyone listening to this, <laughs> if you want to let them know, if you feel the same way, we thought it was, I thought it was good. But we had to tame it. But we had we... to tame it. You had to balance it out. And it's very hard to balance out that. It's a little too heavy on the Lyme. But I did like the texture of the um, the vegan like I think, I think what I would do, and I was I caught myself looking for it the other uh, the other day at the store, and I think what I would do is mix it with regular garden okay. crumbles, that just to kind of balance it out a bit. Like a quarter of it would be like plain, and then no, the, the, the and chorizo, and then the rest of it would be that because it's so strong. But anyways, yeah, it would be that. So what else do we want to talk about here, Christy? Well, I want to talk about, like you said, the refried beans. It's really funny because before I started dating you, I was really guilty of being lazy and buying just pre-made canned ones. Mm -hmm. Well, and I made them today for dinner for my family for Cinco de Mayo because Brian taught me how to make my own because I thought it was actually way more difficult. And I made my own and they were, I only made one can and we barely had enough for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really simple recipe. I think we can post that on the Instagram page. Sure. It'll make it easier for you guys. It's really simple. Just look, it's a can of beans. You have a masher. If you don't have a masher, use a fork. If you have a cast iron skillet, definitely. Once you look at the recipe, once we post it, hopefully tonight or tomorrow. Um, if you if you get look, one thing I will tell you on this podcast, and it will probably be over and over and over, something that I will always promote is if you don't already own a cast iron skillet, invest in one. And if you're going to invest in one, get the best brand, and that's Lodge. Trust me, get a Lodge one. Um, at some point on the Instagram page, I'll post something about it on how to maintain it, how to care for one. It's really not that difficult, and it is the best kitchen tool you'll ever have. The kitchen, like, cooking, whatever you want to call that. You know. I love me a cast iron. Oh, it's I so good. I hate cleaning it, but I love it. Yeah. It's it, like, a, like a chore that I don't look forward to, but I want to protect and preserve our cast mm-hmm. iron as much as possible. Exactly. So with that, Christy, is there anything else you want to talk about on the Cinco de Mayo? Well, like I said, I had some tequila earlier, so I kind of want to talk about some of our favorite margaritas. There's a lot of awesome... Margaritas! <laughs> a lot Dos of awesome por favor. celebrities that have... Uh, Terramana their, tequila. There's tequila out, and I cannot wait to try that Shout one. Shout out to Edwin with his Terramana tequila. And The Rock for making it. Thank you very much. Dwayne Johnson. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just wanted to do your WWE version of if you smell with the rock is mixing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But I'm like I. And there's another wrestler. He has a tequila too, right? Isn't it? Is it? Um. Everybody's got a fucking tequila now, guys. Look, I'm gonna be real with you. Every, that's the game to be in now is the tequila game. Everyone, George Clooney's doing it. Um. Uh, if you've ever seen Breaking Bad, um, is it Stone Cold? No. 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 Yeah, yeah. He has his own tequila. Broken Skull Tequila. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the wrestler. He, he's got one. Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, the two the two main actors from Breaking Bad, they've got one. And I'm willing to try all of these if you ever want to send a sample. <laughs> if I ever get in the mail a bottle of personally signed bottles of tequila from I can't remember the name. I think it's called Just Two Guys or Two Guys or something like that. Of uh, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul's tequila, I will shit a brick because I'm going to be like, I'm drinking tequila. I don't even like tequila. And I'm drinking tequila from fucking Heisenberg. And I no, would lose my mind. margaritas. That's what I, I understand. I, I like, look, I like margaritas. I just don't like to drink shots, let alone tequila shots. Oh, it's, it's just, just saying it out loud makes me want to throw up. Look, it's really simple because I don't want to drag this thing out too long. When I was 17 years old, I went to Colombia for the first time, went with my cousins one night. I'm not going to say who's, I'm not going to incriminate them if any of my family listens to this. 
It's been a long time anyways. But that's right. Snitches get stitches, bitches. That's right. Sorry. I couldn't help it. Infiltrate the dealer. Find a supplier. So loud. That's right. So, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry for your poor ears. So I went, I was in Colombia. I, all I remember is getting on top of the, of a table. Everybody was dancing on top of the tables and I was doing shots of tequila from the bottle. Next thing I know, I wake up in the morning, throwing up all three days from severe alcohol poisoning. Well, see, that's just and ever since it. then, the ever since then, I can't stomach the smell <laughs> of tequila. I don't like the taste of it. So when my margaritas are made, I am always praying that they don't overdo it because it's like it, it makes me want to gag. So that's why I don't like tequila shots and tequila shots or any shots in general. I do not do shots. Nope. Except when we go to Christine Edwin's house. No. <laughs> I don't do them. I don't even do them at their house. I, I, I do not succumb to that peer pressure for shots. Oh. I think I've had one shot with them. That was it. And even then I'm like, nope, never again. And that's it. It's, and it's just... so sad because tequila supposedly is a really good um, probiotic for your that's belly. Nice. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. That's a good little tidbit of information to know. So, Christy, Cinco de Mayo. We had some tacos. We, we had, had some, some margaritas. You guys had margaritas. I had Heineken and Coca-Cola. No, I had a good drink. I had margaritas. I made my own passion for margaritas. They were delicious. On the rocks. Still having one now as we speak. If you want the recipe for that, please DM me on our Instagram at Foodie and the Vegan. And if you guys have any questions about anything that we talked about today, we're going to put our for sure our refried bean recipe Absolutely. up on the Instagram. So check us out there. And don't forget to like and subscribe both our podcast oh, and oh, Instagram. Somebody's upgrading and starting to promote. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Okay. Okay. So where else can they find us? Anywhere where you can find your podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Indeed, guys. So, guys, listen. I definitely got to drop the anchor because we love us some anchor here at Foodie and the Vegan. I just got to say, guys, if you listen to a podcast, if you're bored at home, make a podcast. Seriously. I've got other people hooked on this thing. It's simple. It's just a conversation you have with some people and you can make some money while you're doing it. If you're home, you got nothing better to do. So, guys, on that note, we have been Christy and Brian for Foodie and the Vegan. Stay safe. Stay home, hopefully, even on the Cinco de Mayo. And please, for the love of God, don't drive drunk, guys. Be safe. We love you guys. We hope to be doing another one of these next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.